exploring my home. Three days had passed since I became mine. Those were three very intense days. I had survived several brutal battles I couldn't talk about without crying. First of all, I snuck out of bed to try and look around the house for books, but Mom found me and forced me back into bed. She got super mad. I tried several times to escape, but failed every time. Every single time. It got so bad that she'd put me back in bed every time she saw me unless I was using the bathroom. In the end, I didn't get any chances to look for books. Not only that, but even though using the toilet was the only freedom offered to me, it too ended up as a terrible struggle. The bathroom in this place was a chamber pot in the corner of the bedroom. To make matters worse, mine apparently couldn't use the toilet on her own. Before now, so I had to relieve myself while a family member watched. No matter how much I screamed, I can do it on my own. Don't watch, nobody. Budged. They got mad at me, asking what I'd do if I got pee everywhere. I ended up using the pot while crying, and believe it or not, Tully. Complimented me. Wow, mine. You've gotten really good at this. Soon you'll be able to do it on your own, she said. I could appreciate that she was happy for her little sister growing up, but my pride, dignity, and self-respect as a human being were in tatters. By the way, not only did my family use the bathroom in a chamber pot, they even dumped it right out the window. Unbelievable. Changing clothes was a fearsome struggle as well. I tried doing it on my own, but my dad, who I barely knew all things considered, took charge and changed. My clothes for me, that was so embarrassing I actually started to cry, insisting I could do it on my own, but he just interpreted that as me throwing a tantrum. Absolutely unbelievable. Since my original dad had died when I was young, I didn't really understand how to interact with a father. Although mine's memory told me I loved him, I could only see him as a mean-looking muscular guy. He was super strong thanks to working as a soldier, and all my resistance was crushed before his might. Three days of constantly losing to my family resulted in my young maidenly, heart and sense of shame getting torn to shreds. I'm a young girl. My family has to take care of me. This is just how things have to be. If I don't think like that, I'll just die. I can't take this any longer. This life is too much. Or so I screamed in my head, but there really was no helping my situation. Even if I ran away from home, a weak and sickly girl like me wouldn't be able to do anything on her own. I'd just end up running through the streets in search of a shower, screaming in horror amid the waste raining. From above until I eventually died miserably of hunger. Although it may have sounded like I'd experienced nothing but failure here, that wasn't the case. I had my own small victories. For example, after being unable to bear my own filth, I asked Tully to wipe my body over with a warm cloth each day, and she accepted. I mean, if I'm going to get stripped anyway, why would I not have her wipe me clean? I'm past the point of shame here. I wonder if the people of this world have something against wiping each other's bodies. Tully looked at me really weirdly each time she did it, but I felt 
Great. The hot water in the bucket ended up filthy the first day, but lately it always ended up a lot more clear. That said, my head was still itchy. I knew we didn't have any, but I wanted shampoo. There was something else I managed to get, too, a hair stick to keep my hair together. I asked for a wooden stick to keep my long, straight hair from getting everywhere, and Tully actually carved one out of a piece of wood for me. Well, the first thing I did was find Tully's doll and ask if I could snap its leg off, which made her cry. I do feel bad about that. But to be fair, even though it was precious to her with pieces carved out of wood by dad and close sewn by mom, it just kinda looked like a cheap toy to me. I didn't know it was so important at a glance. Anyway, I rolled my hair into a bun, but Tully told me that only adults wore all of their hair up like that, so I settled on a half-up hairstyle. This world's culture sure is different. I was stuck humiliating myself every day, so the only thing left for me to do was get on my two feet and improve things however I could. To that end, I needed books. The first step to improving my life here would be getting books. With books, I wouldn't mind spending my whole life in bed, and I could deal with the harsher aspects of life. I could, and I would. So, I decided to explore my home today through any means necessary. I hadn't read any books in a long time and withdrawal symptoms were beginning to show. It wouldn't be long before I started screaming, books, give me books. Wah, while sobbing and flailing. Mine, are you asleep? Tully opened the door and popped her head in. After, seeing that I was still quietly lying in bed, she nodded to herself in satisfaction. Over the past three days, I had constantly snuck out of bed after waking up and tried looking for books, so both Mom and Tully, who had been taking care of me most of the time, were completely on guard. Tully in particular was desperate to keep me in bed while Mom was at work throughout the day, since she had been entrusted with babysitting me. My small body was incapable of beating Tully, no matter how hard I tried to run away. One day, I'm gonna, ascend, out of here. What was that, mine? MMM? I just said that I can't wait to grow up. Tully, naturally not noticing the true intent behind my sugar-coated words, gave a troubled smile. You'll get a lot bigger, once your sickness, goes away. You're sick all the time, so you barely eat. Sometimes people think you're three. Years old, even though you're already five. What about you? Tully? I'm six years old, but a lot of people think I'm seven or eight, so I think I'll be okay. We were born a year apart and there's this much of a difference between us? Looks like my ascension might end up being a little harder than I thought. But I won't give up. I'll clean this place up, eat carefully, and get healthy in no time. Mom went to work, so I'm going to go wash the dishes. Don't get out of bed, okay? No matter what. You won't get better if you don't sleep, and if you don't get better, you won't grow. I had been acting nice for the past day in order to loosen up Tully's guard, quietly waiting in bed for the moment she left. Okay, I'm going. Be good while I'm gone. Okay. 
I gave Tully the answer she wanted and she shut the bedroom. Door. Heh. Heh heh heh. Now, hurry up and leave. I quietly waited for Tully to gather the dishes into a basket and take them. Outside. I didn't know where she washed them, but I knew she generally went. Outside for thirty minutes when doing so. Our home didn't have water, so I could. Extrapolate that there was a shared source of water outside somewhere. I heard. The clink of the lock and then listened as Tully's footsteps disappeared down the. Steps. Okay. It's hunting time. Tully's definitely old enough to have a few picture. Books around the place. I'll find some books in no time once I start looking. Definitely. No way there's a house without books in it. I probably won't be able to actually read the book, but I'll be able to imagine what's going on from the pictures and guess what the words mean. Once Tully's footsteps had completely vanished, I stealthily slipped out of bed. I winced a little after my feet touched the floor. It was covered in dirt and felt grimy. My family had made it filthy walking around with their dirty shoes, and although I dreaded walking on it with my bare feet, Tully had taken away my clog-like wooden shoes to prevent me from going anywhere. I had no choice. Well, finding books is more important than keeping my feet clean, anyway. The bed which I had been locked in for days due to my unrelenting fever had a basket beside it filled with children's toys made from wood and straw, but no books. It would be a lot easier for me if they were just in here. I could feel dirt rubbing against the bottom of my feet each time I walked. It was normal in this family to keep shoes on in the house, so I knew nothing would come from me complaining. I knew it, but I couldn't help myself. Would someone bring me a broom and rag, please? Naturally, no one responded to my call, and neither a broom nor rag magically appeared from nowhere. NGGGH. Am I already in trouble? To me, the biggest hurdle to exploring the house was the bedroom door. I could kind of reach the doorknob if I stretched. Really, really hard, but actually turning it was a lot harder than I expected. I looked around the room for something I could step on, and noticed the large box that contained my clothing. NMMN. I would have had no problem. Moving it back in my Ureno days, but my hands were so small now that I couldn't make it budge no matter how hard I pushed. I thought about turning the toy-filled basket upside down and standing on it since I was so small anyway, but I was still probably heavy enough that it'd end up crushed. I need to grow up fast. There's so many things I can't do with this body. I looked around the room and, after thinking about what I could move, settled. Unballing up my parents' comforter to use as a stepping stool. I would hate putting my own comforter on this dirty floor, but as my parents were used to living in this filth, I was sure they wouldn't mind me using theirs. Definitely. Um. I'm sorry, Mom. Dad. There's nothing I won't do if books are on the line, even if it means I'll get yelled at later. Oof. I got on the balled-up comforter and somehow managed to turn the doorknob using all of my body weight. The door opened with a creak. Toward me. Woo? I had been pulling down on the handle with my body weight, and the door 
shot toward me. I hurriedly let go before it hit me in the head, but it was too late. I fell backwards and rolled down the balled-up comforter before hitting the floor. With a loud thump. Ooh, I stood up, holding my head, and saw that at least the door had. Stayed open. This head pain is a means to a noble end. I slipped into the open crack and shoved the door all the way open, sliding. My parents comfort her across the floor. It looked like that part of the floor had suddenly gotten cleaner, but I pretended I hadn't seen anything. I hadn't intended to make the comforter that much dirtier. I'm, I'm really sorry. Oh, it's the kitchen. I left the bedroom and saw that there was a kitchen right outside it. Well, it wasn't exactly fancy enough to be called a kitchen. It was like a place you could choose to cook, but wouldn't really want to. There was a smallish table in the center of the room with two three-legged chairs and a long box that likely also served as a seat. On the right was a cabinet with a handle, probably with dishes stored inside. The wall closest to the bedroom had nails in it with metal pots, ladles, and pans hanging off of them. There was a furnace near them that probably worked as a stove. A string connected two walls and had dirty rags hanging off of it, they looked so dirty. They'd probably make whatever they touched even more unclean. Yuck. I think I know why I'm sick all the time. The corner opposite from the furnace had a large water jug and a sink-like water basin. As expected, there was no running water. To top things off, there was a large basket filled with potatoes, onions, and other food products. There were a lot of things I didn't recognize, so it was possible that the potatoes weren't actually potatoes at all. H.M.? This one is, kind of like an avocado. I wonder if I can get oil from it? I looked through the food and found one fruit in particular that interested me. If I could extract oil from it, I might be able to do something about my itchy head. My mom from back in my Ureno days had a habit of getting obsessed with one random thing after another. She could only be described as whimsical, to a fault. She made whatever was in front of her at the time the focal point of her life, TV shows about saving money, magazine articles about living in nature, foreign activities in a cultural center, anything. She always dragged me along with her, saying she wanted me to get interested in something other than books, but I knew she only ever got involved with things that interested her. Having no other choice, I tagged along every time, and thanks to that I might have Learned just enough to make shampoo on my own. Thank you, Mom. I think I might just survive over here. Encouraged by my findings, I looked around the room and saw that there were two doors other than the bedroom door. E hey. Left or right door, which one's the prize? The kitchen didn't look like it had a bookshelf anywhere. I saw that one of the two doors was cracked open, so I pulled it all the way. MMM, a storage room? Guess this isn't it. It was a room packed with stuff I didn't really understand the purpose of. There were shelves with stuff on them, but it was a real mess, and it didn't seem like the kind of place that would have a bookshelf. I gave up on it and tried opening the other door. 
It made a clicking sound. When I pulled on it, signaling that it was locked. Minutes of trying to open it. Yielded no results. The door would not open. Wait. Is this the door Tully left from? Wah. Is that all? If this door led. Outside, then our home had no bathtub, no toilet, no running water, and no bookshelves. It had nothing. No matter how hard I looked, I couldn't find any. Other rooms. Um, God, do you hate me? Is this a cruel joke? I asked to be reborn so that. I could keep reading books even after I died. I didn't intend to be transported to. Another world with my Japanese memories and customs, forced to live in a home. With no bathtub, no toilet, and no water. I thought for sure you'd take me to a world filled with books. Maybe books are expensive here? According to my knowledge of history, books were extremely expensive until the invention of the printing press led to their mass production. Those not born into a rich or noble life would generally never read a single book in their lives. In which case, this wouldn't be the kind of world where you give your neighbor's kid a picture book as a birthday gift. NGH, fine. I'll start looking for letters first instead. I didn't absolutely need books in order to study this world's writing system. Posters, newspapers, manuals, calendars, and all sorts of things naturally had letters written on them. Or they did in Japan, at least. Nothing. There's no letters anywhere. Not a single one. I had walked around the room searching every shelf and cabinet I could find, but not only had I not found any books, I didn't even find anything with a single letter on it. I couldn't find letters or paper. What's going on here? My head started to hurt, as if a fever had burst up. Within me out of nowhere. My heart throbbed and I could feel it screaming out, valves tightening. I dropped to the ground like a doll with its strings cut. My eyes burned on the inside. Well, okay, I got crushed by books. No helping that. That was basically my dream of dying buried by books. Fine. And it was true that I myself had asked to be reincarnated. I understand all that. But you know, there aren't any books here. There aren't even letters. Not. Even paper. Can I really live in a place like this? Do I have any reason to live? A tear dripped down my cheek. I had never even once thought about a world. Without books. Such a thing was unfathomable to me. And yet here I was. Unable to think of a single reason to live on in this world as mine, I felt my. Insides go hollow. I couldn't stop crying. Mine. Why aren't you in bed? Don't walk around without your shoes on. Tully had gotten home at some point and, seeing me on the kitchen floor, shouted with her blue eyes open wide in anger. Tully, there aren't any books? What's wrong? Are you feeling okay? Tully, I want books. I want to read books. I want to read them so much, but there aren't any books. Tully called out to me, worried, as tears dripped down my cheeks. But she was completely used to a world without books. She wouldn't understand my pain no matter what I said to her. 
Is there anyone out there who can understand me? Anyone who knows where I can go to get books? Someone, tell me. Please, exploring the city. Yesterday, I cried and cried and cried. My parents got mad at me for dropping. Their comforter on the ground, and dinner time came, but I just kept crying. Without reacting that much. When morning came, I had cried so much that my eyes were dry and puffy. My head pounded with pain. But my fever had gone down, and I didn't feel nearly as sluggish. Plus, I felt a lot better in general since I had cried my heart out. Though my family basically had no idea how to treat me at breakfast. MMM, looks like your fever has gone down. Mom touched my forehead with a hand that was cold from having just washed dishes. She also lightly pressed it against my swollen eyes. The cold felt so good. If you're feeling better, mine, would you like to go to the market with me? One's being held. Today. Wait. Didn't she say something about this being the busiest time of the year? At her dying job, and that she had to go to work even while I was sick with a fever? Mom, seeing my confusion, lowered her eyes sadly. It's been so long since. Tully's had a chance to go outside instead of taking care of you, and she was so worried yesterday when you wouldn't stop crying. The only thing we could think of was that you got lonely on your own, so I made the effort to convince my co-workers to cover for me today. Upon hearing that, I gasped. I can't believe I actually cried all day with people watching. I want to dig a hole and jump inside of it. Not much was worse than calming down and realizing how hard you embarrassed yourself the day before. You, um, I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize, mine. We all feel weak-hearted when we're sick. Mom rubbed my head gently, consoling me, but the kinder she was the more guilty I felt. I'm really, really sorry. I cried exclusively out of despair over the lack of books. I didn't feel lonely without you at all. Tully was that worried about me, but I just cared about her leaving so I could look for books. I'm so sorry. Tully's going to the forest with everyone else, but you're still too weak for that. Want to go shopping with mommy? Uh-huh. Oh my, I wonder where that enthusiasm came from. Mom smiled happily, thinking that I was excited to be spending time with her, and I responded with a bright smile of my own. Ahaha, I knew you would be excited for this. Mom looked so happy that I didn't go out of my way to correct her, my enthusiasm had just shot through the roof since I was excited about potentially finding a book outside. I would go shopping with her and have her buy me a book. I didn't need a thick book in particular. Anything that I could use to learn this world's writing system would be enough. Honestly, I'd be fine with a workbook aimed at children. If a book was too much, I'd settle for a chart of this world's alphabet or whatever. I'm sure if I say, I won't be lonely if I have a book. I'll stay home alone all day every day, in a really cute voice, she'll buy a picture book or two for her. Sick little daughter. Ehehe. I can't wait. Okay, mom. I'll be back later. 
Tully peered into the bedroom with a full smile. Since mom was staying home, she didn't have to babysit me all day. Stay with the other kids, okay? Be careful. Okay. Tully strapped a large basket onto her back and skipped out of the house. It seemed like she was going out to play and have fun, but she was actually helping out the family in a crucial way, collecting firewood. She would also grab nuts, mushrooms, and other stuff while she was at it. Whether or not we had good, cheap meals each day depended largely on Tully. Um, do your best, Tully. My lunch is counting on you. This poverty-stricken world didn't have any schools, so children largely helped around the house or had jobs. Or at the least, schools never came up in. Mine's memories. Once kids got a little older than Tully, they began working as apprentices. If given the choice, I would have preferred to work as an apprentice, librarian, or apprentice book saleswoman. Going to the market would provide the perfect opportunity to gather information on this kind of thing. I'd find the nearest bookstore, befriend the owner, and become an apprentice there. Okay, mine. Let's go shopping. It was the first time I was leaving home since becoming mine and my first time wearing anything other than pajamas. My outfit was made up of worn-out hand-me-downs from Tully, and I had to put on several layers of the thick clothing. I was so bundled up it was kinda hard to walk, but nonetheless I took mom's hand and took my first step outside our home. So cold. So narrow. So stinky. Perhaps due to this being a stone building, it felt like cold air was flowing from the walls themselves and not even my several layers of clothing could stop me from feeling a chill. I really would have liked to have a fleece jacket or some hand warmers. Not to mention a mask to block the smell and help stave off a cold. Mine, be careful not to fall. Right outside our home was a staircase leading down the building. My body was the size of a three-year-old toddler's and each step was so large they filled me with terror. As mom pulled me forward, I practically jumped down each wooden step one by one, listening to them creak. As we spiraled down to the bottom of the building, for some reason, only the steps from the second floor downward were made out of pretty stone. We all live in the same building, why do they get special treatment? I pursed. My lips, pouting, as we finally reached the bottom and went outside. If my counting was accurate, we were in the apartment on the fifth floor out of seven. To be honest, for someone as weak, small, and sickly as me, just getting out of the house was enough to be exhausting. Now I knew why almost all of my memories took place inside. Even now, I was out of breath by the time I got outside. It seemed likely that I would just pass out before we reached our destination. Ha, ha. Mom, it's hard to breathe. Wait a second. But all we've done is leave the house. Are you okay? I just need a little break. As I steadied my breath and reminded myself I needed to shape up if I wanted to reach a bookstore, I looked around to get a grasp of my surroundings. 
A short distance away from our housing complex was a small plaza with a well. In the middle. Only the ground around the well was paved with stone, and I could see several older women talking while washing their clothes. That was definitely the well Tully used to wash dishes and get our daily water. I'll carry you on my back, mine. Mom, who must have thought our shopping would never get done if she waited for me, somewhat forcefully, plopped me onto her back and started walking away. I couldn't remember this myself, but judging by how she had something like a baby carrier on her back, she was probably used to carrying mine around. The plaza with the well was surrounded by tall apartment-like housing. Complexes on all four sides, with just one path leading to the outside. After passing through the narrow, dark alleyway, we emerged onto a large road. Wow. This looks exactly like one of the old European cities I've seen photos. Of. An unfamiliar scene spread out before me, with carts pulled by horses, and donkey-like creatures, passing each other, by on a wide cobblestone road, dotted on either side by stores. I spun around, looking everywhere like a tourist in my quest to find a bookstore. Mom, which store are we going to? What are you saying, mine? We're going to the market. We almost never go to any stores. According to Mom, most of the stores near ground level sold products for relatively rich individuals and had little that poor commoners like us could buy. We bought the majority of our daily goods at an actual marketplace. MMM, in other words, a bookstore is probably a ground floor store just like these. I looked around for a bookstore while Mom walked and soon saw an especially large building that would serve as a solid landmark. It was made of white stone and, despite its simple design, there was a sort of majesty to it that made it stand out. Um, is that a castle? No, that's the temple. You'll be going there to be baptized when you turn. 7. Aya. A temple. It sounds like religion is enforced here, which sucks. I'll try to avoid that place as much as possible. My instincts and knowledge from my past life made me want to keep my distance from religion. But I didn't know if this world would be too kind to an atheist, so I kept my mouth shut and looked at the walls surrounding the temple. Mom, what are those walls? Those are castle ramparts. Inside is the castle where our Lord lives, and the mansions where nobles live. Well, in the end, nothing behind those walls has much to do with you and me. The tall stone walls looked more like the gate to a prison than grounds where royalty lived within a castle. Maybe it would look even more like a prison if the guards were ever on high alert and defending against something. The blank. White walls continued on either side, and although it looked like they had been designed with imposing dignity in mind without any artistic flourishes, they didn't quite feel like the brutish walls of a fortress. It felt like they had been built only for the purpose of separation and would be defenseless if ever actually attacked. MMM. They do look a little different from the European castles I've seen in historical films and stuff. Okay, Mom. What about those other walls? Those are the outer walls. They protect the city. You know Gunther works as 
A guard at the southern gate, don't you? I knew from mine's memories that Dad worked as a soldier, but I didn't. Know that he guarded one of the gates to the city. H.M. There's a castle where the lord of these lands lives, and there's both. Outer and inner walls here. I guess it's safe to consider this a capital city? It. Doesn't seem like that big of a city, judging by the length of the walls and how many people are walking around. But I shouldn't think on the scale of Tokyo or Yokohama anymore. It would be a huge city in comparison to the historical fortress cities I read. About in my past life, but in this world where it's normal to have green and blue hair, there were no guarantees that my Ureno knowledge would remain accurate. It would be risky to settle on the idea of this being a large or small city before I learned more about the world. Ah, the size of a city will change what kind of bookstores it'll have, but I don't understand what makes a big city here. Is this city big? Is it small? Tell. Me, someone. Mine, we need to hurry to the market. Everything good will get snapped up. Before we get there. I looked around desperately in search of a bookstore on our way to the market, but most of the stores on either side of us just had simple drawings on. Their signboards. The signs were either wooden with the art painted on, or metal. With the art engraved into them, but either way I didn't see anything resembling. Letters. That was good for someone like me, who couldn't read the letters. Anyway, but a cold chill was starting to run up my spine. Wait. Um, I don't think I've seen a single letter in this whole city. Is the literacy rate that low? Or does writing itself not exist in this world? The very idea made my blood run cold. I hadn't even considered the possibility of a world without letters. Without letters, books couldn't exist in the first place. We reached the market while I was still stunned. I lifted up my head at the cacophony of noises and saw a lively bunch of stands lined up next to each other, with plenty of people passing through. It looked so much like a Japanese cultural festival that I felt a little nostalgic. I subconsciously smiled and, after peering into a nearby fruit stall, saw something that shocked me to the point of smacking my mom's shoulder. Mom, look. What's that board? A board with some symbols written on it. Was stuck into a box with fruit in it. I couldn't read them, but at the very least, that confirmed that this world had letters or numbers or something. I was so starved for letters that the mere sight of such symbols was enough to make my face flush with excitement. Oh, that's the price. It tells us how much we need to pay. Hey, Mom. What's it say? Mom looked surprised at how excited I was getting, but I didn't care about that. I had her read out the numbers on each board I saw, and I could feel them start to connect with the letters I already knew. Okay, great. Keep it up, my precious synapses. Okay, so this says 30 lions? After Mom had read out several numbers. To me, I tried reading some numbers on my own while gauging her reaction. I must have been right, given how she turned her head around to look at me while blinking rapidly. I'm really surprised you learned them that fast, mine. Hey, hey. 
There were 10 distinct symbols for what seemed to be numbers, so I assumed operating with base 10 math would be fine. I'm really glad they don't. Use base 2 or base 60. I should be able to do math no problem if I can just memorize all the symbols. Oh wait, am I going down the child prodigy path here? At age 10 I'll be God's gift to mankind and at age 15 I'll be a genius, but once I hit 20 I'll just be a normal person. Oh well.